Welcome to EQ Minds Recharge Your Mental Health Podcast. I'm Chelsea Pottinger, the host of this show, and I have some very exciting news. My book, The Mind of a High Performer, is now available on Audible. Tap the link in the description to listen to small shifts you can make today to be a calmer, happier, more productive version of yourself. This week on our podcast, I speak to Janine Shepherd. Janine is an internationally renowned speaker and author. She is a former champion skier whose inspiring TED Talk, A Broken Body Isn't a Broken Person, has garnered over 2 million views. After a bike accident ending her athletic career, Janine faced this daunting recovery and an uncertain future. With permanent disability, she went on to become a commercial pilot, an aerobatics flight instructor, earning a university degree and author to six best-selling books. Told she would never have children, she is a beautiful mum to three kids. Janine has been awarded an Order of Australia for her work in the disability sector and is currently undertaking a PhD in resilience and disability. Today's episode is about insight into Janine's story, why do some people stay stuck when they face challenges and then others learn to soar, gaining an understanding of how we can learn the skill of resilience and how to pass these tips and tools onto our children, identifying limiting beliefs that we can carry since childhood and how we can create an entirely new narrative and using that to bounce forward. I learned so much from this remarkable human, Janine Shepherd, and I hope you do too. Let's get started. Well, it is such a privilege to have our next guest on the show, Janine Shepherd. What an inspiration you are. Welcome to the EQ Minds podcast today. Oh, thank you for having me, Chelsea. Your story is incredible. You know, I've listened to your many podcasts, I've watched your TED Talk, and you're such an inspiration to many of us. And I was wondering whether we could go back there, you know, could you take mm. us back to the time you grew angel wings and, and yeah. that yeah. story? Well, um, uh, you know, it's such a big story, but um, I, I call it my elevator pitch. <laughs> I say, you know, I was an athlete. I'd been an athlete my entire life. I was tw- in 26, training for the Winter Olympics. I went on a bike ride with my teammates and I was run over by a truck. Um, I don't remember the accident. The doctor said post-traumatic amnesia, but I'd actually left my body and I, I, I say I had what's called a death experience, not a near-death experience. Spent six months in a spinal ward, got out in a wheelchair, was told that I'd never do anything again. You know, I was a paraplegic. Um, At most, at the best, I might hope to be able to stand again with calipers and a walking frame, but basically I'd have to rethink everything in my life. And really sitting outside in a wheelchair, an aeroplane flew over and I thought, that's it. If I can't walk, I might as well fly. And I think that was this sort of seminal moment that changed my life. Everyone thought I was crazy. Lifted into an aeroplane and um, went on and became a not just a pilot, commercial pilot, aerobatics flying instructor and told I wouldn't have kids, had three kids, wrote six books. And I mean, it sort of sounds crazy now, but, um, you know, it's a great metaphor for life and, you know, how we respond to events. And I know that, you know, many times in my life I've come to crossroads where I could have gone either way and I took the road less travelled. Which is just, it, it honestly blows me away because I see this in life, you know, people do mm-hmm. face adversity and, and they don't always take that path of soaring. What, why do you think that is? Like why do some people feel, you know, when they're faced with challenges, they can really stay stuck there mm-hmm. while others, they, they learn to soar like what you what, mm-hmm. have? 
Well, I think it's a combination of things. I mean, I've, you know, I've written a course on resilience. I'm studying, I'm doing a PhD on resilience and disability right now. So, um, you know, it really comes down to, we have this toolkit and what we know from resilience. One of one of my supervisors is Dr. Justine Gatt from the Gatt Resilience Centre at uh, Neura, UNSW. And what we know is that it's, you know, it's not just trait and it's not just trait and state, it's both, you know. So we have a certain amount, I think 48% of genetics and the rest is, you know, what we can build upon. So we're constantly building and adding to this toolkit. So, um, you know, we, we need to be always working on that because life is incredibly stressful. And, you know, I always say to people, life is hard, but that's okay. Once you accept that, then you can roll up your sleeves and get on with the task of solving your problems. And secondly, you know, it really comes down to the story we tell ourselves. A lot of the time we just get really stuck. We don't have this self-awareness of being able to stop and look at our responses and say, well, hold on a second. You know, what's the story I'm telling myself? Um, and whether it's that I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not resilient enough or whatever it is, being able to sort of pause and, and learn ways to reframe and build a better story. Which is, which is absolutely incredible. And, and knowing that resilience is a, a skill that we can learn, mm. what's, what's your favourite couple of resilience tools that you share that you think are, are really impactful? Gosh, there's so many. So my, the resilience course that I created, which is based on all the steps of my life, 12 steps based on positive psychology interventions. I mean, the first one actually is acceptance. And the last one is my favourite, which is gratitude. So um, when I, for example, was in hospital way back when um, gratitude wasn't even a thing, and I decided very early on, mind you, I spent six months flat on my back in a spinal ward. So I decided very early on that I would smile and be happy and thank everybody that came in to visit me. And I was 20, 20 I said 26, I was 24. And I told my mum that if I wasn't happy, no one would want to come in and see me. And I was just so grateful that they were coming into this horrible place. Spinal wards are, you know, really confronting. So, and mum, I even asked her about this a few, you know, maybe a month ago, I said, did I, did I say that to you? Do you remember? She said, yes, you said that. And you said to me at night when they were gone, you would cry yourself to sleep. So I think I recognized that resilience um, was, I mean, sorry, gratitude was really important. We now know it's one of the most researched areas of positive psychology and that resilience does actually change our brains. So just um, being thankful and even for those people who think, well, that's okay, I've got nothing to feel thankful for. Well, we all do. And just we know that the science is, research is telling us just the willingness to look actually creates a change in our brains. That's amazing. The practice of gratitude, it honestly blows me away as well. Mm. It's so, so powerful. And you're right, there's some great literature and science that supports that. Is it just as easy as journaling a few things down in the morning that you're grateful for? Or what are some other ideas how people can practice gratitude? Yeah, I think, well, you know, Martin, Dr. Martin Seligman, the founder of Positive Psychology, you know, he has the three good things exercise. You know, you can just write down uh, three good things at the end of the day and, and not just write them down, but think about why 
they were good. And so you, you're creating a sense of agency. You know, I made this because I did this decision or I, you know, I had a really great conversation with a friend because I was willing to pick up the phone and call them and have this really great chat. So you're sort of creating this gratitude, changing neural pathways, um, creating a sense of agency. Um, and people can Google the three good things, exercise and, and do that as well. Um, so I think it's it's that. I think, like, for me, I don't have to – I'm at the point now where it's not a matter of structurally getting up and doing that every day because I'm always feeling, you know, I'm, I mean, I get up in the morning before I get out of bed. I think, oh, I'm so grateful. What am I grateful for? Gee, I'm great. I had a great night's sleep or I'm grateful that I've woken up or I'm grateful for my coffee that I'm going to have and of course, leading onto that and coffee is a wonderful, another wonderful positive psychology intervention, which is savouring. So uh, we know that that creates positive emotions. And when we have a certain amount of positive over negative, uh, we increase our well-being. So thinking about things that have maybe happened in the past, you know, and thinking about those and sort of closing your eyes even and going back into that experience and savouring the experience I mean, these are all the skills and the tools that help us to be more resilient. And when we're more resilient, we, we know we have better well-being. It's incredible. And I think that's, I mean, there's zero cost tools, aren't they? They're free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and it is, you know, sometimes, you know, we get stuck in these, you know, stories and, you know, you need to be able to just, you know, pause. You, you know, one of my favourite quotes is, um, Viktor Frankl, and of course, people would know him, Man's Search for Meaning, one of the first books I read when I got home from hospital, Holocaust survivor. Um, and, you know, he says between stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space is our power to choose our response. And in our response lies our growth and our freedom. And that's sort of key because one of the things we tend to do is react and not respond. And and we all do it. I mean, I found myself doing it recently. I reacted to something and I just had that moment where I went, oh, I did it, you know. And so even being able to stop and notice that reaction is, you know, how we create an awareness. Absolutely. You know, of our behavioural choices. Absolutely. And that's beautiful because it comes back to us and accountability and ownership and we are empowered then to make that choice like yeah make that choice within that space oh it's so powerful and you said the magic word responsibility and um i'll tell you one of the most powerful uh steps i took in my resilience journey was to um practice forgiveness so the man that ran me over um was charged with negligent driving and he got an 80 dollar fine so I call this my black belt of forgiveness. And what I say, you know, that uh, is that we don't forgive to let the other person off the hook. We forgive to let ourselves off the hook. And, you know, that was hard for me because he didn't come to hospital and visit me. He didn't say sorry, he, you know. And so there was a lot of guilt wrapped around that of what I was going through. And, I mean, I was paralysed in a spinal ward and he got an $80 fine. So, you know, I did, I wrote a forgiveness letter. I posted it even though I didn't have his address or I did find out his name. Um, and I just really worked on that and the awareness of if I'm going to hold on to this, I'm never going to be able to get my life back. So responsibility, I mean, forgiveness is a really empowering thing. And for anyone listening, I mean, if you really dig deep and you think, well, who do I need to forgive in life? 
who are the people, the partners, the workers, the friends, and, of course, yourself. So it's really um, freeing, and I know that if had I not forgiven this driver, I mean, I actually thank him now. Wow. Wow. I'm grateful to him. But, you know, for, for, you know, I mean, I'm a woman with a permanent disability and I've lived my life with all of the complications with, you know, having a spinal cord injury. And I thank him. Because without that, you wouldn't be who you are today, Janine? Is that what? Exactly. I mean, I have an extraordinary life. You know, I've learned so much about what it means, what this human condition is all about. And um, it's given me a great appreciation of the small things about, you know, people I love and relationships and the things that are important in life. And it set me on a different path. So, um, you know, but it hasn't been easy. <laughs> you know, it's, it's uh, you know, part of the time, some of the time I think I've been, I'm sort of dragged kicking and screaming, but, you know, it's, that's also part of it. It's, it's, um, you can't cherry pick the experiences in life. I think that's, that whole forgiveness piece is just so powerful because, it's kind of like that saying, you know, if you don't forgive the other person, it's like you're drinking the poison, hoping the other person will die. Exactly. I know. Damaging to you. It's so damaging. And again, it's a story. You know, they did it to me, you know, and I, I, I sort of say, you've probably heard it before, but I say, let's shift that. You know, that didn't happen to me. It happened for me. And these are big things. Like they sound simple, but they're big things to really take that responsibility because unless you're willing to take responsibility for life, all of it, every experience, you can never create the change that you want because you're always giving your power away to someone else. Someone else will have power over you. And so it's just, it's such a short and magnificent life experience we have. So short. Why wouldn't we want to do it skillfully? Janine, you have got so much wisdom. I uh, I would love to finish up here just asking, I guess, your advice or I guess your perspective as well around, you know, limiting beliefs. You know, people mm. carry these limiting beliefs from childhood. You mm. know, they get these very fixed mindsets. And what do you think helps shift, you know, in terms of people creating this new narrative and using it to mm. bounce forward rather than kind of staying stuck there? Well, I sort of say life is a personal development course and I'm a long way from graduating. <laughs> I think we all are. So I think you get to that point where you think, you know, am I ready? You know, am I going to hold on to these things or am I ready to do the work? You know, it's about am I going to keep schlepping these bags on my back or am I going to put them down and unpack them and have a look, you know, what's inside? And so I think when you, you get to that point and you think, is this, is this helping or hurting or harming me? And so you make that decision to live more consciously and to do the work. And whether that is things like, you know, turning off social media, we've got enough news, we know what's happening, you know, really spending that time on yourself, you know, the self-compassion, doing the things that, you know, work on your life. Because I think we're addicted. We're just addicted to picking up our phones and watching the news and we, we get in that you know, downward spiral. And so we just have to say, stop, you know, consciously co-creating our lives in a, in a meaningful and positive way. I think that course will be so helpful for our audience and also your amazing book. Uh, where can my community 
find out more yeah. about Jean Shep. They need to get across you, Janine. Where, where has <laughs> well, well, I'm on all social media platforms, but I have to say my book, Defiant, um, so I was, I've been living in the States for seven years. I've sort of disappeared um, after my TED Talk. And that's, you know, if people want to go and watch my TED Talk, that's a great introduction to my to my story. And I wrote a book, my sixth book over there, Defiant, and we actually, it's not available. I mean, they could probably find it somewhere, but we're just, um, we've just, we're creating a movie from that book. And, yeah, so we've, um, that's why it's not available at the moment. So we have a wonderful team, female team uh, of directors and screenwriters. So, um you know, it takes a long time, but it's it's exciting. I'm really exciting. Um, I'm really excited about the team that we've put together. So we want to create something really beautiful and something moving and something powerful. I'm so excited for you. I'm I'm just in awe of what you have done in your life, and and enormous gratitude to you, Janine, for coming on our show today and sharing your wisdom with us. And thank you so much. Have a beautiful day there on the south coast of New South Wales. Thank you. We'll have to have a coffee sometime in person. (laughs) But enjoy your day too. And, yeah, I look forward to our next chat. Thank you. Thanks, Chelsea. This podcast and the information contained therein is made available for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide medical advice. This information should not be used as a substitute for competent medical advice from a licensed specialist, doctor or psychologist. Thank you.